morning, 11.06. Glad to have you with us. Uh, the Supreme Court, why does this upset you, Brian, that the Supreme Court's going to hear the argument? I'm not upset by it. I, I just don't understand why the Supreme Court would even hear it. Because, I mean, it wasn't actually legislation that was passed through any governing body. And so, you know, it was why Amy Coney Barrett threw it out the first time. It's like, yeah, you know, this isn't something that's dictated by the Supreme Court. I don't understand, I guess. Well, courts have ruled on it. Federal courts have ruled on it, and the administration is appealing it. Uh, here's what uh, Brian is uh, talking about. The Supreme Court said uh, that they're going to hear arguments uh, in, in a case that challenges the Biden administration's student loan debt relief plan. Uh, but they kept in place the lower appeals court uh, nationwide injunction that prevents that program uh, from taking effect. The oral arguments in the case are set for February uh, in the uh, order released on Thursday. Well, you know, there's a good chance that with the Republicans in the House controlling the, the purse strings, they can zero out that money. Yeah. Uh, so holding it off until February, you know, it, it, uh, it may actually be a kind of a blessing in disguise. That is true. I never thought about that. But... The fact that the Democrats and the administration thought this was a good idea. And, you know, there was a survey done on people's opinion of that. And it's interesting that a majority of Democrats thought it was okay. The only time the Democrats uh, were, uh, the majority of them were opposed to this college uh, uh, tuition payoff was if... They believed it would drive up the cost of tuition in the future. As long as it, anything else didn't bother them. The immorality of it didn't bother them. The national debt didn't bother them. Nothing bothered them except if they understood that it might drive up the, the cost of tuition. Then a majority of Democrats were opposed to the bailout. A majority of the Republicans were just opposed to it no matter what. Uh, it, it, it is. It's immoral. You know, we talked to that last caller from Springfield who was upset that we're sending money overseas. I'm upset that we're sending money to anybody. I'm just surprised that it even got this far. Because if a president can just arbitrarily say, yeah, you know, I promised that I was going to forgive student debt, then you could basically have a president's order to forgive anything. Hey, I'm going to give mortgage relief to every American in the United States. We're going to forgive all mortgages. Well, Wait, he really? did it based on the, uh, the HEROES Act. I, I'm not saying that it was right. It wasn't. Uh, but, but the HEROES Act itself was wrong. There is... But, I mean, you could make that same argument with the HEROES Act for anything. Because everyone is struggling with payments of all kinds. Well, you'd have to rewrite the HEROES Act to cover all kinds of payments. But, you, you, theoretically, I guess you're right. But if you believe what the Democrats believe then the government can do anything it wants. The Democrats believe that the Constitution is a living, breathing document and that you can rewrite it, if you will. Actually, they're just reinterpreting it 
to fit their needs. Which means the government can do anything. If that's true, then the government can take away the Second Amendment. And they have. They've eviscerated it. Every law that you hear limiting suppressors, fully automatic weapons, or any type of firearm is unconstitutional. But the left don't care. And the right lack the testicular fortitude to challenge it. Oh, you get the NRA and Gun Owners of America and a few other organizations to challenge these things. But we now believe the government is omnipotent. And, you know, you're technically you're right, Brian. If the federal government decide that all the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, all of those, all of those home loans uh, should just simply disappear, they could, theoretically, they could do it. Because there are no limits. You just reinterpret the rule book to suit your needs. And that's the problem here. You know, the, the, the founding fathers laid out a case for a very limited federal government. So limited that the only way you could end up in a federal prison was by violating one of about seven, seven or eight laws. That was all there was. I mean, the federal government could operate and you wouldn't even know it because they had so little effect on everyday life. You know, this executive order thing, it started with him uh, pausing the student loans. And then it somewhere down the line, he said, well, if I can pause them, I can certainly stop them as well. Well, if you can, and by the way, we're talking about inflation. If you're not spending that money paying back the debt, you're spending that money on goods and services. That's too much money chasing too few goods, the definition of inflation. So just pausing the repayment of those debts is inflationary. And what, what Democrats don't seem to understand is that when the federal government expands, when they start hiring new people... You come up with some new regulation and some people to enforce it or some new bureau or department. You have to pay all those people. And since we don't have enough money to pay them, we have to create the money. So every new employee is in, uh, of the federal government is inflationary. And, and look at how many employees just at the IRS. Uh, I mean, it's it's... If you have no limits, if the government is omnipotent, if it can do anything based on how you feel today, then there is no point even having a constitution. Why bother if, if it doesn't mean anything? You know, when you play football, there are rules. Well, what if you just take away the rules? Well, now you don't have a game, do you? You 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 could do whatever you choose. You you could bring a Sherman tank onto the field and run the football down. There are no rules. That's how we've been operating since 190 something. And by 1913 things were really out of shape. That's how we got where we're at. And and nobody 
has the guts to say we've got to stop this. This is insanity. We, we just keep doing the same old thing over and over and over again. And what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. Little bit troublesome, if you ask me. Uh, all right, gas, uh, gas prices, they are going to eventually go back up. Right now, demand is down. Europe is in trouble. They're not buying. Their economy stinks. When they get on their feet, prices will go up. Americans are actually refining more now. They're at maximum. A lot of refineries were down for maintenance. They're back up again. But these prices are coming back up. All right, I'm up against the clock. I don't know how I got the... Well... Time flies when you're having fun. It's Froster Buns Friday. Call on any topic you want. We'd love to hear from you on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 19 minutes after 11. Glad to have you with us on a Froster Buns Friday. What the hell's going on with Kanye West? Really, what an idiot. He Apparently, um, he's been banned from Twitter again. Uh, he shared a picture of a swastika inside a Star of David as his presidential campaign symbol. What on earth is the matter with this guy? Somebody needs to get him some therapy. Because he's about a half a bubble off plum. That's insane. Uh, his Twitter account was suspended by Elon Musk on Thursday night after he shared a picture of a swastika interlaced with a star of David. I, I don't, I'm a I don't I'm speechless. I'm I'm just going to move on because I I don't have anything to say. It's just the insanity of it all uh, makes me crazy. Uh, let's see. Mary Beth says, uh, Gary, I think you should run for political office. I'd vote for you. I did run for political office. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. And by the way, uh, I won in uh, Missouri. The the primary. Just saying. Um, but, you know, a good guy uh, uh, ultimately uh, prevailed as the nominee of the party. And uh, that's uh, that was it was a good outcome. But I did have running for office is really especially nationwide. It is. And, and doing it on a shoestring on top of that is a real challenge. Um, I can remember shaving at the airport at O'Hare uh, at like three o'clock in the morning so that I could fly to D.C. to do uh, CNN. Uh, it, it was just constantly. And some of the motels, I w my campaign manager uh, used to book me in the least expensive hotels he could find. And I mean, some of these hotels, like the towel rack would be hanging by from one side. Uh, the door handle would be, you know, real loose and wobbly for the, for the hotel door. It, it was just, it was a real challenge. But it, what was exciting about it was, in many cases, uh, I got to bring Democrats and Republicans into the same room uh, when I was speaking. And it got some really good responses from it. Uh, and that generally is what the presidential candidate should do for a party like uh, like the Libertarians. You know, if, if lightning strikes and you win, terrific, and be prepared to serve. But what you should be doing is explaining what Libertarians believe and uh, reaching out to Democrats and Republicans uh, 
uh, everywhere you go, raising awareness. And that just helps people uh, that are down ticket. And that's where I think libertarians really uh, should start putting a lot of effort. Get elected dog catcher. Get elected city councilman. Take whatever elected position you can. And then work your way up. Uh, and, and libertarians do that. we got more people in office than, any, than all the other third parties combined. In fact, uh, our old friend uh, Mike Ferguson was a libertarian and ran for city council and won uh, in Kansas or Kansas City or whatever suburb of Kansas City it was. That's what they, that's what they need to do. They, it, if we concentrate on that and people realize that we are principled and won't compromise our principles, then when you say, you know, I want federal office, people believe you. You've demonstrated your willingness to uh, actually stand up to... Um, to the left and to the right. In the meantime, uh, by the way, I just got a, a post. We had a couple of people drop out from our Christmas dinner. Uh, and then uh, I got uh, somebody who asked if they could show up. And I said, yes, we, we squeeze them in. That uh, dinner, I remind you, if you have said uh, that you're going to be there and gotten a response from me, it is on the 18th at noon at CC City Broiler. And we do have a speaker lined up. And you will all know the speaker. You will all know the speaker. Uh, I, I'm not going to tell you who it is. It's going to be a mystery. I, I, I don't even think I told Brian. Brian, did I tell you? You did not, no. I did not. And I'm not going to either. Okay. Because loose lips sink ships. <laughs> You'll tell. And I don't want that to happen. Mercy, no. But we do. We've got a great speaker. And the idea behind having a speaker there is that we let them talk for about 10 minutes Maybe answer some questions, and I know there will be this. This guest will generate a ton of questions. Um, we do Q and A for ten minutes. Uh, this gives uh, Dustin uh, time on the grill to get all those dinners cooked and, and the orders taken, uh, and then that's it. Uh, there's no there's no two hours of talking <laughs> at, at the uh, Christmas dinner. Uh, we just want to move things with alacrity. 874-9390, toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Did you hear phony Fauci being asked uh, about uh, the mask question, about how, uh, you know, can he cite a study that proved that the masks worked? Did you hear about that, Brian? I did not, no. Yeah, you know what his answer was? Nope. Uh, that's, yeah, you do know. I, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I th thought you didn't know. <laughs> there isn't one. There isn't one. Go figure, huh? Yeah. All these people wearing masks. How about that California? They're, they're told to wear the mask while they're sitting at the restaurant table. And then take the mask off, put the food in your mouth, and then... Mask up again. Yeah, Mask up again. Yeah, they told that's, us that early on in the pandemic that that was, you know, the best way to uh, protect others around you from the virus. It was, it, it was absolutely insane, wasn't it? The stuff it really they was. was doing. And, and people were buying into it. They were, they were it was right here in Columbia. We were shutting down businesses. And, and, and we were acting as though we were somehow saving people from themselves. We, we, by the way, were talking earlier about the national debt 
And so I'm just taking a quick look here. We are now at $31,318,000,000. dollars. How long have we been at thirty-one trillion? It's it's been a couple of months at best. Man, we are pouring on the steam. What a what a it's completely out of control. Completely out of control. Uh, all right, uh, we've got. Um, I th- I think I can get the audio of Fauci. No, I can't. I can't get. The, I, I thought I had the audio. Uh, Dr. Fauci couldn't name any studies showing masks work against COVID-19. Media silent. We're just a bunch of suckers. Uh, all right, I want to, since I talked about the Christmas dinner, um, I have just not been in the Christmas spirit yet. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's like cold and dank outside. I, I, I just, I'm not feeling it yet this year. I haven't heard a lot of Christmas music, and that that sometimes does it for me. I hear the Christmas music, I get in the Christmas spirit, and I'm not hearing much of that. And you know the worst part of all, Brian? What's that? I haven't had any eggnog. Oh, that's always helpful. I haven't had any eggnog. I love eggnog. And it's the, it's the one time of the year. You know, they should sell it all year round. They probably should. Yeah, I mean it's delicious. It's it's fattening as hell, but it's delicious. And if you if you can eat a Twinkie or a cupcake or a slice, of, you could have a glass of eggnog. My mother used to uh, <laughs> she used to thin the eggnog. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, she would. Uh, be, you know, she was a Depression era child, uh, and and so being parsimonious, kind of like Brian. Uh-huh. Uh, was but I don't thin my eggnog. No, uh-uh. you got to do the the real. Used to make my sister crazy. She'd go nuts. Mom would take the milk and pour it into the eggnog, <laughs> and it would be almost the same consistency as milk. And Maureen would just blow a fuse. Oh Lord! Uh, but no Christmas cookies yet. Nothing. How, you guys have uh, your decorations up? I know you're. Yeah, we got loves- the decorations up, but uh, no cookie baking yet. No cookie baking. Oh, well, we'll get man. into that as we get closer. Yep. And you'll bring in some some oh, cookies. Absolutely. For yeah. Me. If we have any left over, I will. Yeah. Or you'd set some aside. You'd say, "Gary's a friend of mine. I've worked with him for fifteen years. I'll get him some cookies." Oh yeah, I'll do that for you. Uh huh. Absolutely. I don't trust you, Brian. I wonder why. I, because I know you so well. <laughs> All right, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. We're going to go to the phones uh, right after the uh, right after the uh, uh, the news update. And uh, there was another story here. I'm going through my... I've, I've got... I have... Uh, we have three... One, two, three. We have, we have uh, four TV screens. Uh, monitors, if you will, in the studio. And I have tabs up on every one of them. And every once in a while, I'm like, where, which one, where is the story? But I'll, I, I've got one that I will bring up, and it is, um, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Famous attorney, very conservative. I'll dig it up for you. Promise. You, you're going to want to hear this. I, that I can promise. I, that's next on the Gary Nolan Show. Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
It's 11.35 and I found the tab. I got 30 tabs up here. Uh, and I found what I was looking for. It's Jonathan Turley. Uh, zero tolerance survey. Uh, 33 of 65 academic departments lack a single Republican professor. <clears throat> I keep complaining about government-run schools and, and why your kids are you know, increasingly uh, le- leftist. It's because of the indoctrination that starts really with grade school. And he said a survey by the uh, College Fix of 65 departments in various states found that 33 don't even have one registered Republican. For these departments, the systemic elimination of Republican faculty has finally reached zero. And there's still little recognition of the crushing bias reflected in these numbers. Um, Others, as discussed below, have defended the elimination of conservative or Republican faculty as entirely justified and commendable. Overall, registered Democrats outnumber registered Republicans by a margin of over 10 to 1. The survey found 61 Republican professors across 65 departments at seven universities, while it found 667 professors identified as Democrats based on their political party registration or voting history. Covered Ohio State University, uh, University of Nebraska, Omaha, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, uh, University of Georgia, Cornell, Oklahoma, and University of Alaska, Anchorage. That's why your kids are coming out leftists. Grade school, high school, college, constantly being indoctrinated by leftists. It's insane. You, you, you subject them to this day in and day out for as, you know, as long as uh, they're in school. And they come out being taught that man-made global warming is a problem, that the government can fund anything, that, that there is no limit to the government's power, that somehow the government can make everything well, that the rich are the bad guys. This, this should be no surprise, especially at the college level. Well, at any school level, where do they get their money? From the government. Not surprising that that they are advocates of big government. They work for big government. Uh, there's a, a another uh, story here that I another school uh, story that I want to get to here uh, that I find disturbing. Uh, apparently, there is a, a school in Connecticut that has approved transgender book for second graders. School district curriculum deemed a book about transgender uh, boy uh, appropriate for second graders. Get your kids out of government schools. All right, it's Froster Buns Friday. I promise we go to the phones. Uh, first one in, uh, no, last one in, first one up. We'll go with Don. Don, welcome. How are you? Just fine, Gary. I was wondering when Merrick Garland was going to authorize a no-knock warrant and an FBI SWAT team to pick uh, Sam Bankman-Fried up. The Gateway Pundit is running an article right now that he is saying publicly that customers who gave him money to buy Bitcoin, he just took it. He's admitting this before the trial starts. He either knows the fix is in or he's got incredibly bad legal counsel. 
I'm actually surprised that his attorneys let him talk. Uh, if Me I were too. his lawyer, I'd be telling him to keep his mouth shut, stay away from the media until we could craft a defense, and even then, if I'm his lawyer, I'll do the talking. Now, what if this was Donald Trump Jr.? Well, he's not the president of the United States, nor is he related to him. He did give tons and tons of money to Democrats. He says he gave a, a, a like amount to Republicans. Uh, but as far as uh, Republican candidates are concerned, it was a hugely disproportionate tip. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gave to Trump uh, candidates that were unelectable to get them uh, to secure the, uh, uh, the primaries. And he's as for... Also the, he's probably also the laundromat for Ukraine. Yeah, I've heard that. He also uh, alleges that he gave uh, the bulk of the money to organi Republican organizations uh, where they don't have to list their donors. But I don't believe that for even a moment. Yeah. All right, Gary. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Don. You too. Merry Christmas. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Alan, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Hey, Gary. I'm doing great. And yourself? I too am well, thank you. Good. Well, what I was calling about, uh, Frosterman Friday, the uh, Public so Service Loan Forgiveness Program. Have you talked about that at all as far as the pause with the student loan payments? We've mentioned it. We didn't go into any great detail, but I did mention okay. that it is actually inflationary, not to mention well, I think, uh, beyond the power and scope of the government. Well, the specific thing I'm talking about, and I heard this from a national commentator earlier this week, I guess, and I haven't found it anywhere, but he said that uh, during the pause on payments that those months still apply to the 120 months for people working in uh, uh, qualified public service areas, which would include state employees, and that counts towards their 120 months. After 120 months of payments, they no longer have to pay on uh, their student loans. And it's my understanding that that uh, even during the pause, those months count. You know, I, I, it's that getting that break is a bit complicated. I know this because my wife works for a nonprofit and could have taken advantage right. of this, but I'm not entirely sure of all the details. Um, right. I mean, the program's been around, the public service loan yeah. Uh, yeah. program, that's been around for a while. But to me, to sit there and be able to count, like if they have a 50 months of non-payment because of the pause that Biden's put on the student loans, that should not count towards 120 where you don't owe anything at all again anymore. It's just hey, insane. It, it's only your money. Who cares? Right. Um, the other thing, if, if you'd like me to, I was going to comment uh, quickly on the uh, mask issue, and you were talking about Fauci. Yeah. Uh, I spent a number of years, 22 years in Marine Corps, and a good portion of that I was a nuclear, biological, and chemical defense specialist. And I would uh, argue, and I have argued, that uh, the mask procedures actually probably cause more people to be infected because they never told anybody how to decontaminate or properly take off a mask and put it back on. And people walking in and out of stores, taking it off, putting it in their pocket, putting it back on, now they've just got it all over their hands and are much more likely to catch it. And when you were talking about studies, you know, Fauci said, no, I wasn't aware of any studies. There are studies out there that show it will not work on a virus. So, you know, it's all a bunch of hogwash. From yeah, anybody that, that wears glasses and wore, and wore the mask knows the damn things don't do a thing. Absolutely. Uh, boy, they, Absolutely. But boy, did everybody eat that up. Uh, yep. I, I can remember, Absolutely. Alan, Some seeing are. people in the car by themselves wearing masks. But you know what, Gary? That, and I understand what you're saying there. 
But the thing is, those people, if they put that mask on in the morning and didn't take it off till the end of the day and then threw it in the trash can, they actually were doing a much more accurate procedure than what everybody else was doing. I mean, I know it looks ridiculous, but they're not sitting there contaminating their hands, taking it off, putting their pocket, putting it back on. So it still doesn't work, but, you know, they were headed in a better direction. <laughs> I love the people who wear it under their nose. Hey, that's yep. going to help. All right, Alan, Thanks. thank Just you, buddy. Appreciate more. it. Merry Christmas. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, that's the one I, I really like. These people who are wearing the mask under their nose as though they're somehow saving us from something. It's like, well, wait a minute, you're exhaling. Uh, let's see, Noah, welcome, how are you? Good, Gary, it's been a while, how are you? I am well, thank you. Hey, I got uh, something that you guys were talking about, it's the Frosty Buns Friday thing. You know, when, when uh, Biden come out with the student forgiveness, I noticed that after the election, the first thing he said was he was impressed with the young voters to come out and support uh, the Democratic Party. In my opinion, I think he done this so he could get more get more people to vote for Democrat candidates, knowing that this may not go through. Does that make any sense to you? Well, of course it does. That's exactly what happened. It was simply a bribe to bring young people out to vote. Uh, or even uh, older people who have college loans uh, to vote for the Democrats. I don't think that, you know, I I don't think that's right. I think they need to come up with something, you know, if a politician says, well, I'm going to do this, and knowing that, you know, it may not happen, I don't think they ought to be able to do that. Well, he didn't know when or if it would actually there was even question we talked about this on the program it's hard to find someone who has standing to challenge it in court he almost got away with it but it was wow. cynically just to stimulate democrat votes and i got one more thing while i'm on here you know the runoff in georgia why ain't the Republicans getting out and campaign higher up Republicans more for uh, Herschel Walker than they are? Walker is a horribly flawed candidate, and I don't think he's going to make it. I have serious doubts. I think he's going to get uh, pretty slammed. Man, I, I, you know what? I agree with you. I, I just, you know, if I was doing it, I would throw more support, even though I agree with you. Uh, his, his, his campaign could be a lot better, but I would throw everything I could at that because, you know, that could end up tie, at least tie our Senate uh, uh, votes. Yeah, that that would be an advantage. One vote apart yeah. uh, would make a big uh, difference in the wrong direction if the Democrats get it. Noah, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right, I'm up against the clock. Got to take a quick break. We're going to get some more messages and phone calls coming in on a Froster Buns Friday. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. 1151, glad to have you with us. It is Froster Buns Friday. Uh, Joshua sent me a message. He said a recession would be caused by the big businesses and Wall Street, not the Biden administration. Uh, he goes on to say high rates are a good thing. They limit lending and borrowing and encourage savings. We don't need a debt economy dependent on a handful of people in New York City. Debt causes long-term inflation like we are seeing now, just as we don't need China owing uh, a trillion dollars of U.S. debt. We don't need low rates. They favor billionaires who buy up land and businesses. 
Uh, God bless and thank you for all that you do for America, Joshua. Well, the recession is caused, it, it, it's kind of a, a, a poop storm that all comes together. Uh, first, you have this rampant inflation, and that was not caused by Wall Street. The inflation was caused by the government. Only the government can create inflation. They print more money, and they borrow more money, and it gets into the system, and you have this increased demand for products. You combine that, by the way, exacerbating this, uh, with the, uh, uh, the pandemic result, which, you know, made it difficult to get products to market, and you have the perfect combination. It is everything you need for a rampant inflation. You have all kinds of money out there. People have more money than they know what to do with. And the price of the goods are going up because they can't get them uh, to the store. And there's limited supply. That's inflation caused by the government, caused in part by both President Trump and Joe Biden. And that's how you've got inflation. Now, a recession is not caused by big business. The recession comes when the government starts raising those interest rates because they're the only ones fighting it. They're the only ones fighting inflation. The federal government is not uh, jumping in and saying, we're going to cut back spending. We're going to cut back on hiring. We're going to reel this in. So the only thing you could do is have the feds raise the interest rates. Well, you're right. That does stop borrowing. But the borrowing that people have done gets to eat up more and more of their pay. They have less and less money to go out and buy goods with. And eventually, the the lack of sale of goods means nobody has to produce as much. Then you have unemployment. Now you've got a full-on recession. But it's not caused by Wall Street. And it's not caused by big business. Uh, uh, this, this hate for big business baffles me. They're not the main drivers of labor. They're not the, the biggest employers. Small businesses are combined, the bigger employers. And it's not like big business is some kind of evil. They try to corner the market. Every business tries to market to corner the market. General Motors would like to make the fastest, most economical, safe cars that haul the most number of people and goods uh, of any car company in the world and be the most dependable so that they could corner the market and nobody would buy a Ford or a, or a Chrysler or a, or a Toyota or any other car. Every big business wants to do that. What does that mean for you? That means that everything you buy, these businesses are trying to make better. They're trying to make better cars. They're trying to make better phones. They're trying to make better everything. Because they want to make money. Big business is not a bad... Is not, they're not the bad guys. I wish we'd quit vilifying them. By the way, earlier in the program, I brought this up, and I want to just kind of touch base with this. I know Brian's been following this. The price of gasoline has come down, and I thought maybe we could uh, get together, Brian, and send a Putin 
and uh, big oil thank you notes and big gas stations too and, and big gas stations that's right he uh, biden blamed them too uh for the the price drop in gasoline yeah i thought that uh, maybe christmas slash thank you cards would be good this time yeah. of year for yeah. you know people struggling with the price of gas apparently those greedy oil companies have become less greedy yeah isn't it amazing yeah, how it's amazing they it? turn on a dime i know uh and and uh, i think it's because we spoke up against the greedy you, gas you think stations it was and because biden said so right yeah who'd have thought it's not it doesn't have anything to do with the, the recession in europe and uh -uh. the lack of demand it's it's it's, it's they just turned around and they they, they right. stopped being yeah. greedy for now for, for now. now they're just late waiting until you know people become you know less uh, angry and then they'll and then they'll they'll pour the steam on again right yeah. yeah there you go glenn beck is coming up sean hannity is coming up randy tobler is coming up and there is a story brian about uh finding a weakness in cancer uh this is a new breakthrough it's just cancer weakness discovered new method pushes cancer cells into remission apparently what makes the cancer cell able to divide and conquer uh and, and take over uh, and build tumors is, it turns out, also its weakness. And I, I don't have time to go into all the details, but it would be great if, uh, if Randy could, could cover that later today. And he, I would love to see a copy of that story. Cancer cells delete DNA when they go into the dark side, so a team of doctors and engineers targeted the backup plans that run essential cell functions. They found a way to use what cancer cells use to expand to kill them. Uh, it's, it's much more complicated than I, I can do, but if anybody can, Randy Tobler can. So I'll be curious to see what he has to say. I'll be listening. I'll be listening. Yeah, Tomorrow, there's a fine if you're, if you're not listening. You're aware of that, right? Well, of course I am. Okay, good. Absolutely. good. I listen all uh, religiously. <laughs> the, the only problem, of course, is his producer. <laughs> We, we got to run. Tomorrow morning, Gary on Guns starts at 8 a.m. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.